Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Faster my and welcome along to the programme. This week we're out and about at the new Artreach Studios in Peel. We hear what's going on at Uncrinyact this week and we find out more about the Secret Stitch Society. if you need to dash off before the end of the show spotlight is available as a podcast every week just visit manxradio.com where you can stream it download it or subscribe to it so you don't miss an episode first this evening we're heading out to the old peel gasworks which is the new home of Archreach studios i went along to their launch event over the weekend where founders kate jerry and colette gamble who i spoke to we're welcoming visitors to their new space. It's looking amazing in here and it's such a multifunctional space as well. Like I think yeah, I think you've done wonderful things with it. How long have you been in here now? I think it was around about May we moved in. It's really hard to tell. Um, we were due to move in in March, but obviously we've had lockdown. So, um, yeah, we've uh, we had to turn things around quite quickly, but it's also been in stages, so there's been various stages of uh, open and closed and open again. But, yeah, this is it's nice to have our official launch, finally. Yeah, and congratulations. I mean, you've already got so many artists involved in this and lovely work on display. Um, you've got the downstairs gallery, the upstairs gallery, you've got space for workshops, you've got the little shop in the corner with um, with art supplies as well. Um, and it's so much bigger than the last space as well. I know you had the downstairs for a while, but then when it moved upstairs, this must just feel like heaven. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I think you can always have more space, can't you? But it was very clear to us that um, whereas we we were really grateful to have the space in Tyrone Mills and we were also, as you know, at Bishop's Court as well and at Pinewood Studios, which is so beautiful there. So we do miss that, that little haven too. Yeah. But trying to sort of have your exhibitions whilst running workshops and, um, you know, everything else and the art materials as well. You know, it's just everything that sort of is really exciting and wonderful about visual arts. We didn't have the space to really highlight everything. Um, and it's really, it's really lovely to be able to showcase things and have that message space for working, you know, but some segregation as well. So hopefully there's space for everyone to move around and enjoy everything and get involved and not worry too much about getting the hands dirty. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And I imagine it must be a bit easier as well because, you know, as you said, you had the gallery and the workshops in one place and then your studio where you're working on your own practice in a totally different place. And now, now you can sort of, one space serves all purposes. It must be a lot easier on that front. It is, or, or I should say it will be when we finally get completely settled. But, but yeah, definitely. We were always sort of concerned with moving ceramics, for instance, from one place to another. Um, it was always a bit high risk, um, but it was really nice having that, as I say, the beautiful space at Pangle Studios. You should always go there and have a Spud and Maria and main thing. Um, but yeah, having it all in one place and not having to transport things all the time, it definitely makes life easier. Yeah. 
And has the fresh start had any effect on your work? I know you both work collaboratively together in your practice. Do you think it's sort of marked a new, I don't know, you've crossed some kind of threshold into, into different areas of your work? Do you think it's had an effect? I think it definitely will. I think we've got a lot more to do and it does feel like a turning point as well. You'll definitely see the influences of some sunsets that we keep seeing on the way home um, as well. Um, and uh, the sort of got a new coastal range which definitely is an appreciation of the landscape and you know, the special place that we live really yeah. and the exhibition you've got on here um, is this kind of going to be like a on rotation sort of evolving all of the time or will it be specific exhibitions with uh, that are booked titled um, specific artists um, so we're always open to a mix uh, we did have uh, a run of exhibitions planned for the year there's been a little bit of change in that and um, we're still sort of really in need of a bit of fun- help with funding really because Unfortunately, the arts, it's very difficult to make the arts sort of pay for itself or pay its way sort of thing. And, and I think we always try and keep that out of the equation as much as we can because we know how important it is for your mental health and people just need a space to go and look at things and connect with things as well and talk to people. You know, it's also a community space, so it, it's... Um, We've got lots of plans for lots of amazing things, but I think yeah. you just have to keep an eye out on the website really for the yeah. uh, for what's coming up because, as I say, it's been a little bit of a change for obvious reasons, but yeah. it is going to be a bright future. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you open to to um, like corporate sponsorship or sort of private sponsorship? Absolutely, yeah. We, we would love to talk to anybody who's um, a real advocate for the arts or who's interested in helping. Um, again, it's one of those areas that desperately needs funding. I mean, I think you'll hear a lot of sort of actors and musicians talking lately, you know, particularly on a grander scale, if you like, about how difficult it has been for them over lockdown and things. Um, you know, I think it's... I think it's just something we take for granted and don't always appreciate. It does need a little bit of help as well. But, but yeah, anybody who would be interested in talking to us, we're definitely interested in talking to <laughs> And you can pop along to visit the new studios at the old Gasworks on Mill Road in Peel, Wednesdays to Sundays from 2 till 5pm. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. If you were tuned in to Late Lunch yesterday, you'll have heard Christy Dehaven down at Noor Market Hall enjoying the Crignac Lunchtime Sessions. She spoke to Grania Jockin, Joe Collister and Chloe Woolley of the Festival Committee. Grania, we're just going to take a quick look now as things wrap up here at Noah about what else is going on over the course of the week because my word, it's busy, isn't it? It is, you know, actually fair play to our Manx artists who have like proper stepped up and we've been able to fill a programme of events with just Manx people, which is brilliant. And what does this festival actually mean to you, Grania? Gosh, I mean, I've grown up with it. Um, it's, it's what I've always known. And actually to sit on the committee now just feels like I'm giving something back, to be honest. And it's nice. The committee are great. We have a laugh. Um, obviously, we've had to amend and change and adapt this year and last year. But um, I still can't grumble. You know, it's been lovely. And um, 
let's just hope this weather sticks around, to be honest. But there's so much going on. If you go to CelticGathering.im, you'll get all the information there about all the events. There are music events, there are dance events, there's lectures, there's information about Manx language events. There's all kinds of things on the go over the course of the week. So loads of events for the family as well. So plenty to take part in. Some of it's ticketed. A lot of it is free, though, as well. So it's well worth checking out. CelticGathering.im. A nice little breeze we're standing in the minute, and I'm standing here with Chloe Woolley and Joe Collister from the Incriniate Committee. Uh, and we're going to find out a little bit more about what's going on. So uh, to start with, Chloe, for those that somehow may have missed it, just explain to us again what Incriniate actually is. Well, we are an inter-Celtic festival, and we this is our 44th year. <gasps> yes, pretty amazing. And... Um, so we celebrate all elements of Manx and other Celtic countries. Um, so through music, language, dance. Um, yeah, it's a really fun festival. And yeah, we're on day two and it's been great so far. And we're here at the Irish session. Uh, it's a different session each day here at Nora, isn't it, Joe? Yes, so we kicked off yesterday with an inter-Celtic session. So there was lots of members of the committee really playing. We've got Irish today. Um, what day is it today? Tuesday. Oh, yeah. And then Wednesday, uh, more into Celtic. And it is a session vibe. So if you you know, you do play and you want to come down, there's plenty of chairs. We've got some tables saved, which has been great. Um, Thursday is a Welsh session. And Friday, I think we're back to into Celtic, aren't we? That's our last day here. But it's brilliant. Yeah, and it's a lovely vibe because it's just you can just come in, have your lunch, sit and listen to the music. Or like you said, Joe, you can join in. But this is a year back in again can't have visitors again I'm guessing is it is it mainly sort of just the local performers this year it is well we just thought it's um, just make life easier on ourselves and use all the amazing musicians that we have living in the Isle of Man because uh, it's not just Manx musicians of course we've got Irish musicians living here and um, we do have a few visitors uh, we couldn't really advertise them until we knew for sure that they were going to be here but um, yes we've got Rachel Hare and Adam Rhodes uh, here and um, they're from Scotland uh, so a bit of Scottish harp and uh, bazooki playing there and we are hoping all being well we'll have Isla Collister over at the weekend Mira Royal's back from university so she's um, well she's based at Newcastle University now and we've got um, some Welsh musicians coming later this week these events Joe in Norbaycast and also there's lunchtime events happening at Sunset Lakes and Peel these are free aren't they but what if people want to, to get, look, look at the tickets and find out about tickets for the rest of the week because there's so much going on um, well, the best place to check is either on our Facebook page. You can find it by looking for Uncrinyacht or Celtic Gathering. Uh, we've also got our amazing website, which is CelticGathering.im. So all the information's on there. You could buy a festival pass, but we're changing how we're sort of planning everything. So Kirsty Lawrence, who does all our social media on Facebook, she's doing a brilliant day-by-day -day sort of thing because obviously, you know, bits and bobs are changing. So the best thing is to look on the Facebook page. Kirsty will put a list of what's on. Um, and some of the events, like Thursday, we've changed our uh, Clash Rua and Scran. They were going to be in um, the Centenary Centre. And now they're in the uh, beer garden at the back of the Royal. And that's a, a free event now. So keep an eye on our Facebook page. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. We did say there'd be more from Jerby Community Centre very soon. 
Nell is here today to tell us about the Secret Stitch Society. And Nell, I think the first time we spoke to the Society was at the Wearable Art Show a few years ago on Kensington Road, where one of your members, Cheryl, told us about a gorgeous crocheted dress, which was a collaborative project by all members of the Society. Everyone had crocheted a little flower that was sewn onto this dress and it was just a magnificent creation. And that was a few years ago now, so you must have been, you must have been running for quite some time. Um, yeah, I think we're sort of up to five years as well. Um, it started off as a Facebook page, um, just trying to sort of support. But it, it all stemmed from I worked in um, a dress shop in, in Ramsey and um, lots of people came in and said, look, there's the one thing that we're really short of is sewing, you know, uh, dressmaking um, just to get together and sort of have some sort of club. And I spent years trying to palm it off on somebody else (laughs) before I realised it wasn't going to work and I was going to have to do it myself. But I was really lucky with being friendly with Ange because obviously she'd started the the community centre out at Jerby. And I sort of asked her nicely if we could come and use the space out there because the one thing you do need for dressmaking is a huge space. Um, and the ability to be able to cut out, especially as lots of people live in small houses, you know, to have the tables, to have the space to be able to do this is is just brilliant. Um, and basically, it just went from there. Um, it's all just sort of a social. So <laughs> lots of people just come for some people just come for a chat. Some people just come to drink tea and stare at the walls um, because it's just it's just the environment and the people that are there and we sort of allow you know anybody to come along um and we have we're really lucky with expertise um there is so many fantastically brilliant sort of dressmakers and crafters there so there's always people that can come and help if you're struggling with anything or you need to know something I mean I only learned how to put a zip in about three months ago when <laughs> when I had to. It's tricky though, isn't it? <clears throat> it is, yeah. <laughs> and I suppose um, dressmaking, stitching is something that, um, well, definitely people of older generations, I know my mum and my auntie and, um, you know, other people I've spoken to, learned from their mothers. It was sort of a, it was sort of a, a skill that was passed down through the generations. And with the introduction of fast fashion and affordable products, it's its kind of, it's a skill that maybe, you know, was fading for quite some time. Well, I think I was the last generation that did it at school. Um, and then there was a massive, great big um, sort of time where they really weren't learning these skills um, at school. And then, um, so I wouldn't, and I certainly would never have thought that this would be something I would be doing. Um, So it's kind of nice to be able to get some of the younger ones in, to mix with the older ones who are just absolutely brilliant at this sort of thing and to be able to pull them in. And I think that the fast fashion has now, we're over that now and people are now much more into recycling and reusing. So we do a lot of things with duvet covers and curtains and stuff from charity shops and also learning how to sort of convert something. 
Um, so, you know, you can pick up a, a skirt for sort of 50p and then what can you do with it? How can you make it fashionable? How can you make it wearable for you? So we it, it's really nice to have the skills and to have the people there with these fantastic vision. You know, a lot of it's sort of vision over what something can be changed into. So, yeah, just really lucky. And it must be quite difficult that even though, as you say, we are moving past this phase of fast fashion, we're becoming aware of who made our clothes, where the fibres came from, we're becoming so much more conscious of all of that. And yet, I don't think, yeah, no, I think the last time I checked, I don't think there were any senior schools on the Isle of Man who were actually teaching any textiles. And the bizarre thing about it is... Textiles are everything. Textiles is the carpet, what we're wearing, um, the the seat of your car. Everything is connected to textiles in some way. And yet this skill is, yeah, thank goodness for you guys, because otherwise there might be whole generations of young people who never would have any introduction to, to textiles. Well, I, th- I think QE2 may have done it. Good. I think I think I've got oh, a feeling that somebody because I just just sort of remembering that there was teachers. I know that uh, the grammar school weren't, but I know that yeah. QE two I think had it for a little while. But it, there's no emphasis on it. Yeah. There's no importance put behind it, and it's it's kind of seen as one of those things. I mean, who who needs to mend anything anymore? But you know, I have a large collection of darning mushrooms, which <laughs> you know, and I darn socks. And um, as I said, it's not just the dressmakers. We've got people that come and crochet. We've got people that come and knit. My mum comes down and does her silk painting. So it's it's kind of nice that it's sort of turned into something. It started off just dressmaking, but any you know we've never we've never turned anybody away and we actually had a couple who would come down and do drawing so it's it's just nice and it's more of a case of having time to chat make friends just have a brew get away from your children for a few hours that's that's been a big one you know it's the the ability on a sunday morning to leave the uh the kids with somebody else and come down and do something and as i said you know even the staring at the walls thing yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just need it yeah. <laughs> um you mentioned sunday mornings there how regularly do you meet up um we try and meet twice a month on a Sunday and twice a month on a Wednesday so we're 10 till 1 normally and um, as I said it's we, we try and do four four sessions a month um, and it's been working pretty successfully and numbers have grown you know over over the and I think especially with the fact that lockdowns just happened we've we've pe- we've managed to pull loads more people in mm-hmm. and I, I was sort of involved with the um sewing for safety um back when we were making the scrubs and the bags and I think we pulled a lot of people in from doing that and the the um uh the wildlife for the, for the Australian wildlife uh we made the bags and the the nests because I think that's the last time I was here yeah. yeah and they were fantastic efforts um what numbers did you reach in the end do you have any recollection of of what you produced and how much or the number of people or anything because I can remember talking to you at the time and it was it was it was just epic the number of people getting involved the time the fabric the skills they were donating was just off the charts 
the donations that we had were incredible. Um, it no, I I honestly can't remember. Um, the I can remember a little bit more about the the scrubs and everything. We we yeah. got to thousands with the the bags, um, and the scrubs. You know, they just sort of co- I coordinated all the the sort of efforts for that, and yeah, it, it was it was just great. I just could not believe how supported we were over everything and also even the people that would just go out and deliver you know it wasn't just the people that were sewing it was the people that were um going out and delivering on their way to work that because obviously we didn't want to make any um journeys that weren't necessary necessary at the time so the 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 amount of people that helped was just phenomenal and I think that's the lovely thing about the community on the island is is that when something like this happens everybody pulls their weight and everybody helps. I think it was a really stark reminder of um, how reliant we are on other other countries other producers manufacturers and um, what a yeah what a great way to pull those skills together and do something so strong for the community you do you do other events as well don't you sewing bees and um little events and workshops and things i've seen on the uh, facebook page the sewing bee is um obviously the the ones and that's um as i said we're really lucky because um Ange gives us the the space out at jerby to be able to run that and that's donations um, so it's it's just a three pound donation a session. So it, it's fantastic, and as I said, we anybody can come along. Um, I have done the odd workshop with teaching very basic mm-hmm. sewing skills. I'd like to do a few more of those, but it's the climate at the moment with yeah, with the with everything else that hasn't really happened. But we had a um, D-Stash event last November. We work really closely with the wearable art because I'm part of that as well. And we, we love doing that. We work with the Flower Festival. I think anybody that sort of comes along to us and says, you know, would you like to sort of join if we can find something that's connected to fabric <laughs> or will we will yeah we'll sort of join in because it's nice to do group projects as well as doing our own thing but we yeah we're we're just really lucky we've had some great members who've brought some great projects and it must be it must be lovely to see people's confidence grow as well because um you know textiles although it although it's a hobby for a lot of people um that's just kind of a casual fun nice thing to do some of the processes can be quite complicated and it's a re- it's a real skill um it must be really lovely to see people sort of come along maybe with not much knowledge and gaining confidence and come out with some really lovely projects that'll be me (laughs) because I didn't sew before I started working in in the shop I wasn't I wasn't able to sew at all and I have gone from that to making my own dresses so um, yeah I made my dress dress. it's gorgeous thank you um so yeah I mean it's it I I have learned from from everybody so I mean it's the which is amazing and um as I said it's not something that I ever would have thought I would do um we've had it's all about confidence though I think anybody can do it it's not 
difficult. What it is, is having the confidence to say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I wreck something because there's always ways around mending it or sorting it out. And and it's just that whole confidence around this. And I would hope that that's what the Secret Stitch Society Sewing Bees do, is that people come along and they just see everybody doing it and they can ask questions and they can get people to help and I think that's the that that's what I absolutely love about the sewing bee, is is the the ability to um, just have people there that are passionate. I, I love your story. I think that's fantastic. Um, if people are listening and they think, oh, I'd like to get involved, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, Secret Secret Stitch Society on Facebook. Um, we've got Secret Stitch Society at gmail dot com is the email. And they can always give me a ring, Nell, on 211400. Um, and I can talk them through or, or whatever. And we would love to see anybody. Thank you so much to our guest today and to Christy for skipping down the hill to take in the music at Noah Market Hall. Don't miss those sessions. They're continuing for the rest of the week and there's plenty going on over the weekend. Just search the Celtic Gathering if you want more information. I'll be back next Wednesday with more creative news from around the island. Till then, get in touch through spotlight at manxradio.com and have a lovely creative week. Slen you.